hello, hello. This is Joe. How are you doing today? I want to talk to you today about something that I think is incredibly important for all of us to consider. You don't have to like everyone you know. In fact, there will be people that you shouldn't like. There will be people that they like you and you don't like them. And as long as you're kind to them, I think you ought to consider the fact that that's totally okay. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Okay, so let's just talk about something that we don't talk about in our society. Let's talk about the fact that there are people we don't like. And if you live where I live, I live in West Michigan, which is a great community to live in. It, it just truly is. We have everything. We have we have small city, uh, but it's large enough that we get good music concerts. Uh, we have good theater. I mean the like live type, not the uh, visual type on screen type, but even that's good. Uh, and we have small town feel. I actually live outside of, of Grand Rapids in a very small community uh, that I love. And there's a lot of benefits to living here. One of the things that I notice a lot, though, is when I talk to people, there is a false sense that they have to like everyone, that they have to get along with everyone, that there has to be this great opportunity for them to be friends. And if there isn't, if you don't like someone, there's something wrong. I want to take that and I want to flip it on its head. I think part of the problem is we have this idea in our society. I was just talking about this with someone yesterday. We have this idea in our society that if someone gives you negative feedback, they're a hater. We've taken criticism and we've equated it to hating. So if you are a musician and somebody says, well, that song isn't very good that you wrote, it's not that they disagree with you. It's not that they might actually have a, 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 you know, a truth. It's not that they... Uh, just disagree with your style or dislike your style, they're a hater. And once we, once we can label someone a hater, we can dismiss their criticism. The problem with this is then once we have friendships, we can't say, well, I just don't like that person. And the problem with that is there's always going to be uh, people that we dislike. There's always going to be people that we just don't get along with. I remember I got hired at a school back in 2000 in Salisbury, Maryland. Uh, and, you know, I, at the time I was pretty aggressive. I knew I wanted to leave the place I was at. It was a bad situation. And so I would make phone calls and I'd call the guy and he didn't get back to me, didn't get back to me, didn't get back to me. And we were going to move to North Carolina. And at the last moment he called me and said, hey, I want to interview you. So we went and interviewed and he offered me the job and we took it. We preferred that over North Carolina. Uh, and as we were doing that, as we were making that process, we moved in. I, I worked there for three and a half years or four years, I think. Four years. I See, I say three and a half because I coached a season. And I'm not sure. I don't remember if I coached a season after I left or not. Doesn't matter. But about halfway through the first year, I realized the guy didn't like me. He just didn't like me. And I was young, I was just married, I wasn't very emotionally intelligent. 
And I wanted him to like me. I, but the truth is, I didn't like him. I didn't like his approach to life. Uh, at the time, I would have told you he was a good leader. Now, you know, 18 years later, uh, 19 years later, I look back and I'm like, he was a terrible leader. He was awful. He made awful decisions in the, from the worst possible place with a lot of really bad outcomes. And I think he actually came to the place where he realized he wasn't a leader because he took a job at a different organization stepping down from the leadership position. But part of what drove my angst was I believed a false truth. And if you believe this false truth, it's going to create angst. It's going to create anxiety. It's going to create difficulties for you. And I want you to live free of it. That false belief was that I have to like everybody and everybody has to like me. Not only is that a false belief, is that a false tenet, it's destructive. It will destroy you. It will create havoc in your life. And I know you think that, well, I know that there will be some people that think I'm overstating it, but I promise you I'm not. You're not going to like everybody and that's okay. And not everybody's going to like you and that's okay. Now, we do have to take a step back here for a second and we have to ask ourselves what actually matters And what actually matters is how we treat the people, even the ones we dislike. They should be treated with respect. They should be treated with kindness. They should be treated uh, the way that we would like to be treated. But here's the thing. Respect is a funky thing. I was talking to somebody just last night, and they were talking about respect and how they should have respect just because they're in a position. And when I said, well, what does that mean? I didn't get a very very cogent answer from them. I didn't really get anything from them about what does respect mean except blind obedience. That's typically a sign of really bad leadership, which is a whole nother day, a whole nother podcast, a whole nother episode. But part of the things that we have to consider is I don't have to like somebody to treat them right. So like this guy that disliked me, he didn't treat me bad. One time he did something, and to his credit, he apologized. I didn't like him. I didn't treat him badly. I, I, I treated him well, treated him with respect, with kindness, the respect that was due his position. Uh, I, would, I was in administration with him, so I would argue things, but when once a decision was made, I would go along and I would... I would say, okay, I, I'm going to follow your leadership and do it this way. I was okay with all of that. And it, we didn't damage each other. We didn't wound each other. We didn't, it, our dislike for each other didn't keep us from doing our job. And part of the issue becomes if we think we have to like everyone and everyone has to like us for do our, to do our job, what do you do with the people that you just don't like? They like hip-hop. You like country. They like Fords. You like like the Ford F-350 tricked out. You like the Toyota Prius. They like Trump. You like Bernie. And part of the reason that I think our world is so divided is because we think we have to like everybody and even deeper than that, we have to agree with everyone. So I actually have friends who I disagree with politically. I have friends who are so far right that Donald Trump isn't conservative enough for them, uh, or, or George Bush, Ronald Reagan. I have other friends who are so far left that Barack Obama wasn't liberal enough for them. And I'm friends with both of them. And people will push me, well, who do you like? I don't talk about that with you till I get to know you. Because I want our friendship to be about something. And as I get to know you, we might decide that ours is not a going to be a friendship that moves at a deep level. And that will be 
okay, that will be good. That will be appropriate for us. Now, let's take a step back. I want to look at the different types of people that we're not going to like. I'm not talking about people that don't like you. We have zero control over that. I once had somebody tell me that 20% of the people are going to love you just because you remind them of their Uncle Joe. Their Uncle Joe was the greatest uncle that any kid ever had. He would come in the summer and his truck would be laden with ice cream and goodies. In the winter, he would come and his truck would be laden with sleds and hot spice cider and, and all the things that every kid wants. They got Christmas gifts from him and they just absolutely loved him. And, and I, I remind them of him, so they're going to like me. That's 20%. 20% are going to hate me because I remind them of their Uncle Joe. He was the most honorary old cuss that anyone ever met. He was mean. He abused their mother when they were children. Uh, he is... He, he was just awful to everyone. And I remind them of him. Whether or not I actually did anything that he did, I remind them of him. We have the same name. I walk like him. Whatever it is. That's another 20%. So now we're at 40 and 60% of the people are just going to be indifferent to you. They don't care. Now, to, to have influence, the point of the person speaking to you is you're going to have to move with them, and you're going to have to figure out how to help that 60% do what they don't want to do to become who they want to become. But the 40% you have zero control over. A lot of people are going to dislike you that you have zero control over. Now, sometimes you might going to be like, hey, why don't you like me? And that's fine if you want to do that. I've done that, I think, once or twice in my life, you know, or, and, and I've had people tell me, just blatantly share with me what they thought. I didn't ask. They thought what they thought was my problems and why they didn't like me. And that's okay too. Sometimes they were right. Sometimes they were wrong. You get to decide how you're going to live your life there. But I, I just, I don't, I don't see the value in you or I putting a lot of energy into why doesn't that person like me? I actually wanted to write back when I was blogging, I, I wrote a post. There's a woman in my town who doesn't like me. And it was obvious, like when I'd walk in a gas, uh, gas a coffee shop, she would look up and you could see the look on her face and be like, oh, she doesn't like me. We'd run into each other. I live in a one grocery store town. We'd run into each other at the grocery store and, oh, she doesn't like me. And that's okay. There are other people that like you. They don't like certain things you do. I, I put up one time, I think I talked about this in, in, in uh, just a recent podcast episode about uh, kids. And I don't understand the people who are like, oh my gosh, my kids are going to be home for the summer. And somebody who said that told me, I feel like you're judging me. I'm like, well, I'm not. I just don't understand you. But she was very offended by that. I think she likes me. I mean, when we see each other, we're friendly and we talk. And I actually hope to have her on a podcast someday to discuss some of the things that she's done in her life. Uh, but I'm okay with that. My self-view isn't tied to whether or not she likes me or dislikes me or anyone likes me or dislikes me. Mine is probably my family. Unless I've done something that I'm like, man, that was boneheaded. I actually need to fix that. And I can go do that. But I don't have control over whether or not someone likes me. But there are people that we don't like. Again, I don't know how much control we over this, but we have control over how we respond to them, how we react. And I have found that as I discuss this with people, it will often help them to, uh, to, to kind of normalize the fact that, hey, I like this person and I don't like this person. What do I do with that? So that, that's going to take a few minutes and that's what we're going to talk about next. The first type of person that I find that I don't like is they're people I just don't like them. We just don't have anything in common. 
These are just people that you just don't have anything in common with them. You just don't like them. And it's okay. Maybe uh, they are all, always want to talk about politics. I have some friends that I like them in real life because they don't talk about politics 24-7. But I don't really do anything with them on social media because they only talk about politics. I have other friends that I really like them on social media because they show pictures of their family and, and, and they create community and they do all the things that I think are the, some of the best parts of social media. And then I, but I dislike them in person because they bring out some of the worst things. They want to have arguments and they want to have fights. And I actually enjoy a great debate. I enjoy a great discussion. I enjoy those things in a certain context. There are other people, all they want to do is drink. I know, look, I know them, I like them, but all they want to do is drink weed and, uh, drink weed. They want to drink beer and smoke weed. I don't, I don't want to do that. And so we don't have a lot in common, so we just don't get along, and it's okay. This is the one that I think most people are comfortable with. I live in a small town. I've said that probably about 8,000 times. I know that's an exaggeration, but I'm Sicilian. Give me a little bit of grace. Uh, I live in a small town. We run into people. I go to a small uh, uh, faith gathering place here locally. And there are people there that I don't like. I just don't like them. They don't like me. I don't like them because I don't like how they approach life. I don't think they're doing anything morally wrong. I just don't like their approach to life. And I don't have the energy to give it. Which is kind of a little caveat in all of this. If you have to like and everyone and everyone has to like you and you have to be friends with everyone and everyone has to be friends with you, where do you get the energy and time to do anything? I just had a friend, Marco Polo, me about a project that we're working on. He's like, we got to get that done. And I don't disagree, but I'm about to Marco Polo him back when I'm done here and tell him probably not till the fall because I don't know where the time comes to do it. And I very specifically have targeted three areas of my life that I want to get the majority of my time this summer. And that isn't one of them because I don't have the time. There's only 24 hours in a day. And like today, I'm recording this podcast, the latest I've ever recorded one in, in a day. Because I woke up, I read the news, uh, read a little bit about the sports, about a few teams in New York where the manager threatened to beat somebody up in the dugout or the uh, clubhouse. Uh, then my wife and I uh, hung out for a little bit. We played some pool. We talked a little bit. I did a little bit of reading in a book. I came to work kind of late. And so I'm recording my podcast this episode. I've got another episode that we're going to record later today. But that time spent with my family, I can do that because we're on summer break. In just a few months, I'll have to be up and out the door by, you know, 7 o'clock. And so I, I don't have time to be friends with everyone. I don't have time to, to do things with everyone. I have a guy that I actually consider a good friend who's like, hey, we got to get together and do this thing. I'm like, I agree. I just don't know where it fits in my schedule right now. And that's a whole nother day. I know there are people like, well, that means you're not making time for him. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But because one of the things that I've decided is family gets the most time. And right now work gets a lot of my time. It's just the way it is. I have to pay my bills. I own a business. Work gets a lot of my time. And we have some confines there that we've talked about in the past, you know, no more than three nights out, et cetera, et cetera. In any week, but how do you have energy to be friends with everybody? And how do you have energy to be friends with people that you don't even like what they do? And I'm not talking about, like, so there's a difference between I don't like what you do and a I don't like what you're doing, right? In other words, okay, you like that. Like, I like baseball games. 
There are people that hate baseball. Now, I don't like baseball this much, but let's say that was all I talked about. That was all I ever wanted to do. People would be like, I don't think I want to be this dude's friend because every time he's together, he wants to talk to me about baseball or he wants to go to a baseball game. I have friends who are extroverts. We're fine if we're together, you know, the four of us, maybe the six of us. But they want to go to like a, a festival. I don't like the idea of festivals. I go to concerts. I like concerts. But I don't know that I want to go to a concert with people because I am more introverted and I like to go with just my wife and my kids. Or, you know, people who like to go out to the bar to get together. I would rather, you know, go home and sit around a fire or go get a cup of coffee. And there are people that don't like going to coffee shops. So there are things that other people like that you don't like, and that's okay. And you're just not going to get along with them beyond like being polite and being acquaintances. Not everyone has to be your friend. People can be acquaintances. And then there are people that we don't like. And, and because their behavior is, is troublesome, because their behavior is painful, because their behavior is something that we don't like. But this is a little bit different. I don't want you to think of this as behavior of someone that, you know, they do it. That this behavior is coming out of their trauma. It's coming out of their anxiety. We just don't get along. This is not someone whose behavior is necessarily destructive. It's just, look, your behavior is a certain way. It's out of your, uh, your anxiety, your trauma. And that's totally fine. Because I have behaviors that come out of my own trauma and my own anxiety. But I am not trying to move you into my circle of friends because we're just, we're going to butt heads. We're going to run into each other. And it's okay. When I see you, I'll be polite. We'll talk. We'll have fun. Or maybe you have interests that are way, way, way different than mine, which is, wait, how's that different than the first one? Well, if your interests come out of your anxiety, out of your trauma you know, okay, I'm going to have to draw, you know, just we're, we're probably not going to get along. These first two categories, though, it's more about indifference than dislike. It's not that I don't like you. It's just I'm indifferent. It's not that you don't like me. It's just that you're indifferent. And that's okay. We can disagree. I was just, I just interrupted. You wouldn't know it, I hope, but I had to pause. I got a phone call about an organization in my past, someone who was there, and they were talking, found out if I knew something, and they were kind of running through people, and they've been hurt by those people there. And we were talking about it, and I said, you know, I said, I get it. They've, they've hurt you, and, you know, you got to process that. And, and their hurt that they did was out of their trauma. There's people that I have hurt in things that I've done in part because of my own trauma. There are people that have hurt me and because of their own trauma. And so the thing of it is, is it's not like I judge them, but I'm not going to keep inviting someone into my life at a deep level to hurt me if they're just because they're acting out of trauma, just because they've had something traumatizing in their life. That isn't wisdom. That doesn't make good sense. And so I leave them to have space. I leave them to to have the space that they need to heal. I be polite to them. I be kind to them. If I can help them, I, and I choose to, I do, but they get their space. So the first person, I just don't like what they do. They don't like what I do. We don't have a lot in common. The second person, they do behaviors that I don't like. And I totally get it. It's out of their trauma. It's out of their, uh, their own anxiety, but I have to be responsible for how I handle my own level of stress. I have to be responsible for how I handle my own life. I have to have boundaries. 
One of the things that we have to understand is you only have so much energy. You only have so much energy. And if you're going to live your life well, it's okay to say, no, I can't be friends with you. And I don't have to have like a, you're a destructive person reason. I can believe that you're a nice person, that you're a good person, that you want to do good things, that you want to have a positive impact in the world. And at the same time, I can say, but I don't have the energy to give to a friendship with you and draw those boundaries and be healthy. And that is a necessary health because you have to give appropriate energy to things to be good at them in order to have deep, true, healthy relationships with your family, with your spouse, with people around you. You have to be able to give time to them and you can't give time to everyone and simultaneously give everything the amount of energy it needs. The, the phrase that comes to mind is uh, Jack of, of, of many, master of none, Jack of all trades, master of none, I think it is. We could say that about relationships. If you're overcommitted in the relationship arena, you're not going to be able to reach into the depths that you need to reach into. And it's okay to admit that. And it's okay to say, I just don't want to be friends with that person. I watch people, what, kind of what, what started this, this idea for an episode on this was, I watch people consistently re-engage people that they don't like and that don't like them. And it leads to a lot of anguish and it leads to a lot of pain that I don't understand why they keep doing it. It's not being a hater. It's not being mean to say, you know what? We just don't do life the same way and that's okay. We've taken inclusivism and we've made it something it isn't. You don't have to include people who are going to be toxic to you. Even if their toxicity comes out of their own trauma, you can feel bad for them. You can offer them boundaried space. Like, yeah, go out for a cup of coffee or to, you know, get a beer with them or whatever it is and have an exit plan, especially if they struggle with boundaries. If they struggle with understanding appropriate friendship boundaries, if they call you in the middle of the night just to talk, put them on the do not disturb list from 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. You can have boundaries and still include people and yet exclude them from your activities. You, you know, one of the things that I watch, especially with certain group groups of people, is somebody gets mad, well, I didn't get invited to this. And so the next time the people invite them and then they're reminded of why they didn't invite them the last time because they're not willing to go through the painful conversation of saying, you know what? I appreciate that you want to be in our circle of friends, but we're just different people and it's okay because here's what happens. I talk to clients who kind of go through that cycle. They have a air quotes friend that will tag along, be invited to certain group things and it usually goes bad. And I say to them, why don't you just say to them, hey, you know what? We're not that type of friend, right? That's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother discussion. There's just different types of friends and we're not that type of friend. There's the friends that you call at two in the morning. There's the friends that you call, it doesn't matter when or where. Your kid just went into the hospital. Who do you call? There's those types of friends. And then there's the friends that you see them and you stop and you talk about the weather and how beautiful, you, you know, this thing is, or did you see that? And there's people all in between. But that's a painful conversation to have 
when somebody who's acting out of their trauma doesn't pick up on social cues and they think they have a friendship with you that they don't have. But not having that conversation doesn't keep you from having to have a painful conversation. You just have multiple painful conversations where they tell you everything that went wrong. You have a party and they get invited and they show up and then when they talk to you about it later, you just hear about all the things that you didn't do the way they wanted you to do them. Now, yeah, they're probably acting out of their trauma. I keep saying that because I want you to realize that you can recognize, oh, that person's doing that and it's because they have uh, some concerns about abandonment. It's because they have some problems. And you can be kind and compassionate and still have boundaries and still say, I'm not sure that I want to spend time with you. And that's okay. The third person is the person that is just bent on destruction. They're bent on doing bad things. And we have to accept that these people exist. Not only do they exist, but you have some of them in your life. I guarantee it. These people, they like drama. They like to hurt people. They like for, to see people get in pain. We have to account for evil in our world. We don't currently. And we have to do it. I watch people who consistently allow people to abuse them and misuse them to walk all over them. And when I say, why? Well, like, well, because we're, we're, we're good friends. No, you're not. You're not good friends. And it's okay to say to someone right now, your behavior is so destructive that I don't want you in my life. I want you to stay out of my life. I want you to stay out of the life of my family. I want you away from my kids. Now listen, I believe that anyone can change. I really truly do. I believe that life is about second chances and third and fourth and fifth and 157 chances if the person wants to change. But we have to accept the fact that there are people that have a vested interest in not changing. There are people that have a vested interest in doing things that bring destruction to the people around them. If you can't accept that, you're going to be in for a life of mental anguish. You're going to be in for a life of pain. There's a popular video running around, or at least it was. I don't remember if it's, I don't know if it still is. I don't remember how long ago it was. But it, it, it's a, a guy talking, I think, to a, a teenage boy. And, and, and he says, look, not everyone's your friend. There are people, and the truth is that a lot of this is because of their trauma. So, you know, the distinction between number two and number three is there are people who are traumatized, and I just, like... It's more of annoyance, the things that they do. But then there are people that are traumatized and they don't heal. And they're actively bleeding on people. Or they're making other people bleed. And so you have to be willing to say, to draw a boundary and say, that person right there, they may have the potential to do amazing things. They may have done amazing things in the past. But right now they're doing things that are destructive and painful and hurtful to the people around them. And because of that, I need to cut them out of my life. I need to keep them away from myself, my heart, my soul, and the people that I love uh, that are minors. Adults get to make their own choices. Not saying that everyone who has gone through trauma is going to be abusive or is evil or they do things that are bad. We all just have different personalities. There are things that I do that some people love. There are other things I do that just drive people nuts. Sometimes I'm related to people, right? Or we're related to people who we do something that annoys them or we don't do something that annoys them. And, and some of that's just preference, but there are people who are working through their trauma. They're working through uh, their, own, uh, their own issues. And sometimes because of that, 
they pull others into the drama, they pull others into the trauma, and it's hurtful and it's painful and it causes destruction. One of the things I often ask clients is, is if you keep running into a situation where after you hang out with this person, you, you feel like, man, that was a waste of my time or that was a bad waste use of time or I feel diminished, I feel like my energy has been sucked out of me. Why do you keep doing it? Is there a higher calling in place? Is there a higher, uh, alt more altruistic reason in place other than just friendship? Because if there isn't, it sounds to me like you're just engaging in unhealthy behavior. And if we can't admit that people are evil, this is the third person, if we can't admit that there are people that just have a vested interest in destruction, I don't know how we create healthy boundaries. There are some people, they're just not allowed in my life. They're not allowed around my family. That's actually what started this whole conversation is I was talking to someone on the phone. They called me up and they're like, hey, uh, there's this thing going on and there's this person and they kind of set off my bells. Uh, what do I do? And we kind of went through the whole like, hey, here's the different types of people that you like, dislike. How are you going to handle that? So hopefully you found this helpful. I want you to know that you don't have to like everyone. I do believe that we're all called to be kind to everyone. Even the people who, are, who, who have a vested interest in evil things and destruction, we still need to be kind to them. We still need to treat them appropriately. We still need to treat them with respect. Uh, when, when appropriate, they still need to be locked up and all of that stuff that goes with it. But we, we can uh, admit that there are people that just want to do bad things and maybe they'll change, but as of the moment that they're in, they're not. And we can also say that not everyone who's traumatized is going to be in that category. I want to be really clear on that. Some people will be. Almost all people who do evil things had evil done to them. And so there are people that are called. There are people that, that is their life's work to help those people. That's wonderful. But you still have to accept the fact that you're just not going to like everybody. And that's okay. You don't have to like everybody at work. You don't have to like everybody in your community. You just have to be kind. You just have to try to see the best and move forward and have appropriate boundaries. All right, thanks so much for listening. I know you can do anything with your time, and I appreciate you allowing me this time in your life. If you have a topic that you'd like me to discuss, please reach out to me, joemartino.com. Click on the Contact Me page. You can also email me, info at joemartino.com. Please put podcast in the subject headline. All right, I hope you're having a great summer. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the Contact Me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.